This 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 is Loa 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 a podcast a podcast a podcast that features the stories stories ideas and people that shape Vietnam 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 today. Hello and welcome back to another season of Loa. On this week of April 30th, we return with an episode that coincides with Loa's birth date. Three years ago, we started bringing you the news, stories, and ideas from Vietnam that aren't always covered in mainstream media. Our entire team thanks you for your continued support. You'll be hearing some new voices as we've brought on more team members over the break. We hope to introduce them to you as the season progresses. Today, you're in for a treat as one of them brings you our first story of our 2018 season. Forty-three years have passed since the end of the Vietnam War. The 30th of April holds multiple meanings for Vietnamese people. And like many facets of Vietnamese identity, there are no hard truths. Referred to by many as Reunification Day, for others, April 30th is also known as Black April. In this episode's Vietnamism, Loire's newest reporter, Thuy V. Gao, explores the meaning of black in Black April. Her segment examines all that colours our understanding of victory, tragedy, and trauma. In 2002, my grandfather had his third stroke and passed away. At seven years old, the concept of death was unknown to me. What had stood out to me was that the funeral was a sea of white. I wore white dresses in addition to the white cloth wrapped around my forehead. Why was everyone in white? I'd wondered. According to the philosophy of the five elements, white is a bad color, the color of death, the funeral color of the ancient Vietnamese, and even now, it's white. Professor Quyn Yi from the University of California, Los Angeles, explains the Chinese philosophy of the five fundamental elements and its color expression. In this theory, the color white represents grief and sadness. But while Vietnamese people may mourn with white, wartime commemoration seems to be marked by many other colors. 43 years have passed since the end of the war in Vietnam. There, April 30th is known as Ngai Thông Nhân Đất Nước, the reunification of North and South Vietnam. It is a day of celebration and fireworks. That would be like no work, no school. Everyone would just stay home, celebrate with their family. The beach, like Nha Trang or Dalat, would be like the most popular destination where they all go to have fun. But my family at home would watch the news. We would saw like the parade. We would saw the firework. 20-year-old Ki Nguyen grew up in Vietnam and now resides in Virginia. She shares her memories of the annual national celebration. Even though her family did not celebrate, they would follow strict rules regarding the nation's flag. I remember that we are 
required to hang up our flag. Every family, they have to have the pole and the flag to put on that day. Local authorities of every hamlet, every street, would make sure banners and flags are hung accordingly, lining the streets with red. So they would go around like a week before something like that, would remind people like, hey, it's Ngai Thống Nhật Nước, you uh, get ready with the flag to hang it up. And I never see any problem where someone refused to hang it up, but pretty much like everyone really just follow the rules and everyone just hang it up because they are reminded to do so. Nguyen says children are told stories and memorize songs about the victorious North. I just remember like how weird it is because like they don't even use it on a daily basis. But then like on those occasions, they would play those songs. I remember in school, they would like make us sing it too. The song is about the five men on a tank that rolled into the presidential palace in Saigon, signaling an end to the war and a victory for the North. In Vietnam, April 30th is awash with the color red, fireworks, and celebratory parades. Yet, for so many others, it is a day for mourning separated family members and lives lost. Throughout the Vietnamese diaspora, this day is known as Thang Tư Đen, Black April. But why black? Vietnamese people typically wear white to symbolize grief and loss, as Professor Yi explained. Why then the use of black to memorialize this time? You know Saigon collapsed on April 28, 1975. Saigon collapsed also means that its country has been lost. After Vietnam lost, many persons in the old military were put in jail. People are poor and hungry, and many other people try to escape abroad. Future is very dark, like the color black. I think from this, the term Black April is formed. I think the Vietnamese community in overseas named it because they experienced a lot of loss and pain, and they also think the April 1975 is the day of the end of their country. Whether you call this day Black April or Reunification Day, many would agree a certain color is universal to all Vietnamese. Land is the element symbolized by yellow. For the Vietnamese people, land is most important, and land is yellow color. So Vietnamese choose yellow present for them. We use our five senses to capture experiences. Songs, stories, and symbols help us make sense of history. And colors, all the colors that we are able to see, they help us bind our experiences to memory.
hủy vi cao loa Thanks, Tweevy, for decoding the colours of April 30th. Listeners, we want to know what this day means to you and your family. Share with us your stories and photos on our Facebook page, Twitter or Instagram. Make sure to tag us. Next up, we revisit a reading and interpretation of Tô Quốc Gói Tân, a poem about one's love for the motherland. This segment is produced by Nguyen Ngo, and originally aired on our very first episode. Đêm qua tôi nghe tổ quốc gọi tên mình bằng tiếng sông Trường Sa, Hoàng Sa vang dội vào gành đá. That was a melodic reading of the poem Tổ quốc gọi tên by Nguyễn Phan Quế Mai. Yom Ngâm is a style of reading unique to Vietnamese poetry. I first encountered this poem just days before attorney Lê Quốc Quân was convicted in 2013. On the heels of his pending imprisonment, he wrote a letter and paired it with a beautiful poem written by Nguyễn Phan Quế Mai. In commemoration of the fall of Saigon, I will be doing an English reading of Tổ quốc gọi tên. My country calls on me. Last night I heard my country call my name. Through the waves of Trung Sa, Huang Sa reached ashore, the sea her harbinger. Crashing storms lay their siege. My country, my country, four thousand restless years in lighting the torch of peace, how many have fallen. Tides of the East Sea died deep with blood, Today a stranger lurks, intent to sever the ties of my country and I, trampling over this land of mine. One inch of sea detached, pain ripples through the land, waves no longer peaceful to guide ships, waters stained crimson by those who have passed, tides roll from south to north. Vietnam sits upon the lips of 90 million patriots, Ninety million protect this land with their bodies, ensuring the innocent rest of children amidst the storm, the torch of peace ablaze in hand. I listen closely as my country calls my name. To give some context, one of the geek themes of this poem is the issue of Chinese encroachment on the Paracel and Spratly Islands, Huang Sa Chung Sa, a highly charged topic of Vietnamese sovereignty. The line about crimson-stained waters speaks to lives lost on Vietnam's waters in protecting this sovereignty. The Quốc, which can be translated as homeland, motherland, or in this reading, country, is by nature a spiritual term, something that is evoked in this poem. Nguyễn Phan Quế Mai uses the terms nature to bring us back to the point of nationalism, or better put, love of Vietnam. Even the term nationalism within this conversation surrounding our war-torn history is charged. 
nationalism helped us fight off Chinese and French imperialism, but then we reach a complicated point in history when nationalism is the term that was used when we had Vietnamese brothers in arms against each other. To me, through all of the divergent perspectives and stances, it is this immeasurable connection to Vietnam that provides a sense of clarity. Vietnam's past is anything but peaceful, but there's a simple sense of peace in listening closely when my country calls on me. Tôi lắng nghe Tổ quốc gọi tên That was Quyên Ngo with a reading of the poem Tổ quốc gọi tên by Wing Fang Quay Mai. The full original text of the poem can be viewed on www.loa.fm along with other solitary envoys, our segment about the words and art from inside prison walls. I hope you enjoyed our first episode back. We look forward to bringing you more interesting stories this upcoming season. If you have any topics that you'd like us to cover, feel free to jump on our Facebook page and suggest them. Remember to also review us on iTunes as it helps others find our podcast. Until next time, I'm Chris Lay in Perth, Australia. <laughs>